Well, welcome everybody to the Tesla Owners Online Podcast. As you can see, we have a larger crew this time around. Uh, we did this last year. We had a heck of a lot of fun, but we thought we'd uh, grow it a little bit more. So we got a couple of new faces. In no particular order, I guess I'll start on this side. This is Ian Pavelko. You know him as Mad Hungarian. And we have Michael Bodner, Tesla Tunity. Make sure you subscribe to his channel. He's joining us. To my left, your right, is Brad Garcia. You know him as Garsh on Twitter. He's also one of the moderators on the forum, so thanks for his awesome work. Eric Camacho, of course, EC Fix. He's on the podcast regularly with us. Make sure you follow him. And over here we have Rafael Santoni, is Teslatino on the YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe to him. And a new face over here, this is Nate McComb. And he goes by Purple Model 3 on Twitter, so make sure you follow him. So we don't have any set schedule. We're just going to kind of sit back and just kind of just talk about Tesla and our lives and whatever. We had a good evening this night because uh, mm -hmm. we were having a bit of a potluck bar barbecue. Potluck barbecue, sorry. For everybody to and I'm the one who's been drinking. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You know what? We should we should preface this that this is probably going to end up being a not safe for work and not appropriate for children. There might be some. You have been warned. Adult <laughs> language. Uh, Mr. Camacho has already started drinking. So this is some great tea. <laughs> <laughs> EVs and tea. Exactly. EVs and tea. Yeah. I want to say thank you for everybody coming out because we are kind of celebrating a birthday for me. I'm turning fifty. So we had a bit of a, a birthday party tonight. So these are my best friends. So we got them all together. So thanks for that. Hey, that's hey. it. Thank you. Get off my lawn. You look 70, which is great. Get off my lawn. All right. Um, you know. <laughs> that snore you might have heard was his wife in the background laughing. So. Yes. There, yeah. there are, some of our ladies are with us this evening. And they're off to the side doing a bunch of social media with us. So. We might bring them into the frame a little bit later. It depends on how shy and bashful they are, but it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. What do we want to talk about? Tesla stock price? Crazy? I don't know. Oof. It's seen its ups and downs this week. <laughs> yeah. Sure. A little less <laughs> crazy today than a couple days ago. Yeah, it really yeah. shot up. You know, it's funny because I sent out a tweet and I said, this has all the signs of the bubble and everybody was on my case. No, you're lying. It's not full. I'm like, okay, what happened? Mm -hmm. but, it took, but it took like coronavirus to make the price <laughs> go down. <laughs> so like, hey, we're not going to ship cars out of China now. So, uh, you know. well, I hope that most of you who are long on the, or maybe took a little bit of profiting on the, on the stock did well. Um, I think anybody of us who have stock are probably long on it. I don't. No? Yes, no? Mm. Yep. I, I, very, very long. I might have taken <laughs> profits 250 points ago, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> profits. Some profits. profits. Yeah. yeah. Keep the rest forever. Yep. Um, what was the last bit we heard? There's a possibility of Starlink being spun off into a separate mm -hmm. yep. IPO or an entity. Um, how big is the Constellation now? They have what? How many satellites do we have? Uh, I think they've had three launches. launches. Four three. launches. They've been four now? Eight eight the fourth one this week. Yeah. Yep. So like 64? 60. So 240? And how many more do they think they're going to put up now? 1,500? Oh my god. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be crazy. I know a lot of people have been talking about the possibility of the cars being able to use you know, yeah, I think it would make sense. I mean, if they can miniaturize the antenna situation, because I think Elon said that Is the antenna is going to be rather large. Yeah. 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 I think it would make sense. I mean, vertically integrated that way, so you can get off having to pay the other companies or whatever for, for data and stuff. I think there's some possibilities there. I think long term, I don't think it's a priority for them, but I think there's some opportunities for them to do stuff there. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. What else can I say? The car performed. <laughs> 
wonderfully for us to drive down here because it was 1,600 miles. Mr. Santoni here joined me on our trip. He actually flew from Florida up to Buffalo. Because, I picked him up in Buffalo. Because of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> right. Well, flights are cheap for him. So Anyway, so yeah, I met him up in Buffalo, and then we uh, cannonballed it down here and... 1,600 miles, both of us driving. Yeah, 23 hours and a half. Yeah, it was crazy. Pretty much. Lots, yes. of, lots of fun. The car performed fantastically. Ian was following us as well, but he had his own set of issues. <laughs> yes, yes. Ms. Matt and I came from Montreal, and we didn't cannonball it. We, uh, we did an overnight stop. Um, but um, beginning in day two, we basically took the 81 and then came down 77, 26. We could have gone at that point straight on to um, the Savannah Supercharger, which would have been the next logical stop en route after coming through Charlotte. But then my dearest spotted that there was a cracker barrel at the Santee Supercharger. So it means it's just a little bit of a deviation up back up the 95, just a few minutes. And we thought, sure, that's no, why not? I've never been to that supercharger. Let's give it a shot. And we arrived there and um, no power. So that was exciting. And we had all of about 15% left in the battery. Mm-hmm. So out of the eight stalls, one or two of them was working intermittently, and then they all died out. So, anyway, a couple of uh, furious and fast calls to the customer service center at Tesla, and within the hour they got it rebooted and, and everything was back online. So all was well, but there's there is that slight moment of panic. It's like, hmm, how long is this going to take? You know, you're in the middle of a trip, so. And, and fighting the flu all the way down at the yes, same time. That was yes. a nightmare. That was no fun whatsoever. Yeah, we both had uh, some form of, I don't know, strep throat or throat infection and flu. So, uh, yes, but when, as soon as we got to the next day <laughs> down to Darlando, we showed up at a walk-in clinic and God bless America. Get out the drug pad. You need this, 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 and a little corticosteroid on the side and poop. We were feeling just fine. Yeah, flying. So 19 narcotics yeah. later, you're feeling great. Yeah, yeah. doing excellent. Awesome. Yeah, been a good trip so far. We've only had a little bit of rain today. One day of rain. Yeah, what, the other day because well, we were yeah because we went to uh, Universal Studios with our good friend Nate here who works at Universal, so he has all the inside information on some of the rides and stuff, which is pretty pretty fantastic. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we got a little bit of rained out that day and uh, got a little soaked, but it was still fun. Still worth it. Next yep. year we're going to do it again, but this time we'll actually we'll stop in Orlando instead of coming down and then going back up, right? Maybe we'll do two weeks. We'll see. Lots of fun. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We Q4 got four numbers. Pardon? The Q4 numbers. The Q4 numbers. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, Tesla's still in business, profitable, not bankrupt. Things Imagine. Doing great. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. They're still building cars. Well, <laughs> 2019 was a banner year for them. Yeah. In every which way you can think of. Between uh, the new gigafactories that they opened up. Uh, the production numbers, uh, now, of course, in that report, they came out with what they're going to look at for their 2020 forecast. Uh, the Model Y, uh, which will be both uh, overseas in China and in Fremont. Uh, they're projecting, what, 500,000 cars uh, by the time the end of the year is rolling around. So that's, that's Model Y coming online, yeah, which yeah. is going to be huge. Semi will start delivering this year. So a lot of, a lot of big news for Tesla this year. Yeah, a couple of new cars coming in next year. The, mm-hmm. the Cybertruck, which is a priority. Roadster is less of a priority. That'll be yeah. So, yeah. And who knows what else they'll come up with because they said that they're going to be doing a design studio in China mm-hmm. that are going to be developing cars for the worldwide market. So, that'll be interesting to see what they do. Of course, everybody's talking about maybe like a little small subcompact, something a little smaller than Model 3. I think there's... They don't want to be leaving any money on the table. If they can get the battery costs down and production up, I think mm-hmm. there's some opportunities there to get in there because uh, we had Lars, of course, on the show a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. And, um, 
you know, there were some opinions that in some places in Europe they need a little smaller cars. So yeah. you made a good, good case for that. Uh, by the way, we should give a big, a big shout out. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here tonight, but um, our friend Raj. Hey, Raj. That's <laughs> Raj. We invited him. We said, please come, come to Florida, have some fun with us. But obviously, couldn't make it out because, uh, well, he's on the West Coast. But we just want to give him a shout out. Um, what else do we got to talk about? My gosh, there's just so much. I mean, we... we the Ford <laughs> performance fields for the Model 3 are going to be coming out <clears throat> this year. That's Hopefully, right. Like, yes. fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, we were sent some pictures. I'm selling mine. Uh, I've already spoken to them. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> They're sold continued. now. <laughs> to be continued. Well, you have yours sold. Mine are sold. That's awesome. I Anybody am, else got? I am not selling You're not selling yet? Mm -hmm. I'm keeping. You're keeping? Mm -hmm. Nope. Keepin'. Nate, anything? Keeping, no. You're keeping? No, if, okay. If they look anything like what they showed, I want them. Should I yes. rethink this? Yeah. <laughs> 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 My overall concern with them is the cost of the tires. Like that's, you know, for well, driving in Florida, those tires won't last very long. Yeah, 300 bucks a piece probably. Well, <laughs> about, yeah. We, oh, wait still a second. Actually, we still don't actually know what we're going to get on them. I mean, they did have like, it was a really aggressive race compound uh, Pilot Sport Cup mm -hmm. tire that was shown in the initial photos, but there's a lot of hubbub saying that no, that was just a promo thing and okay. we don't know. We're hoping that it's going to be the, the standard, you know, um, Pilot Sport. Hmm. Uh, that For us? Thought. Yeah, that, that's, that's on the standard performance car. Really? Which we, for most people, it makes more sense. Yeah. Unless... It goes the other way, and they actually do put the, the cup tires on it because I personally think that they have a bee in their bonnet about that Motor Trend test where they put it up against the, um, the Alfa Romeo Giulia, mm -hmm. and they're like they're missing like a second off the lap time to go catch it. And I guarantee you those tires, especially with the latest performance boost, they could take the uh, the sports oh, yeah. crown back for them. Easily. So it uh, wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if that's what they're going to do. We'll see. I mean, you know, it's a very track-oriented wheel. It's extremely lightweight. It's very performance-oriented. You know, and to have that sort of in the library of ways you can configure the car or as an option, whatever, to me it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But to people who want it, it's like, well, no, I don't want a daily driver of these. You know, I'm not out to set the lap record on the number ring. Right. <laughs> Why aren't you? I, I'm not. Hashtag goals. <laughs> yeah. 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 Does anyone think those wheels will actually be for sale or will they only be for the referral? Program and that's I it. think initially for this year, probably only for the referral. They yeah. may eventually make it as an option. Because you can buy the Arachnids, which yeah. were for the Model S. That was part of the referral program originally. Mm -hmm. Now you can actually I, buy I agree. Them, I so. think that's going to show up in the option book. And that's eventually. why I think they're going to maybe pair it with that more aggressive tire to give you a different flavor at the yeah. extreme. Mm -hmm. end, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well. I can't believe to track my car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Raphael just got a brand new Performance Model yeah. 3. Yes. And uh, yes. he's been working on it. Doing some different little yeah. mods and stuff. He, yeah. he just wrapped it in a beautiful new wrap. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you know, Where out. did you get your car wrapped? Shout signature, out to Mojo. Signature wraps? Signature wraps. Signature, signature custom wraps. In Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Ask for Mojo. Yes, yep. ask for Mojo. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And come TVs and tea tomorrow, but... You know, this will post after, so not tomorrow. Don't go tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, you'll see his car there. Not tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So what's this EVs and T event you're talking about? Oh, EVs and T. It's a pretty big get-together. I don't know. Uh, Raphael, do you want to tell Over us Over 600 it? people are already confirmed attending. 700. Um, 700, thank you. Yeah. And um, so there's many things going to happen there. There's going to be uh, music. There's going to be a DJ, food trucks. Um, exhibition of different EVs, not just Teslas, right? So it's going to be, you know, Tesla, Jaguar, I think it's got presence, Audi. 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 Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. If, I don't think Porsche is going to have anything there. You had me at food trucks. Okay. So <laughs> it, I think it's going to be great. And also uh, in the morning, there's going to be a, a caravan from Signature Custom Wraps early to go to the event. But it's more because they have to set up over 20 custom cars that are going to be set up in a certain place. 
Um, but anyone that wants to join is welcome to go. So cool. Also, a really cool thing. We're going to have uh, these two gentlemen are on one forum about the current state of electric vehicles. And in the future of cars, this guy will be on that uh, panel. So the rest of us are going to be there. Eric's going to be giving out hugs. Hugs. Giving out hugs. <laughs> I literally have a shirt that says that hug you. Do so. <laughs> yeah, don't miss. Yeah. His hugs are epic. It's, they're the greatest so hugs ever. <laughs> oh, they are. Hugs and rants. There you go. I hear there will also hugs, be... Uh, high fives. Anything with an H. There's You're, also going to be Formula E racing simulators. <gasps> cool. So uh, we might all miss our panels and just be racing the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. We should mention the sponsors of this are Inside EVs, myev.com, Plug in America and Evanex. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, Evanex is bringing a scale model of a Cybertruck, which is really cool. I actually saw it in person. Mm -hmm. It looks, I mean, it is a Cybertruck. It's just a little smaller than the real deal. It's really cool. It doesn't so, fit inside. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. So I think the Cyber, you know what? Speaking of that, I just remembered, uh, I think the Cybertruck would make, you know, the, the Model S for kids? Oh, that would be awesome in a Cybertruck. You know, I saw some online that people making like golf carts and little... Um, Hacksmith. Yeah. Yeah, the Hacksmith. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're by my place. And then you got the Russian, a couple of Russian channels they're building, building the them too. 54, yeah, they're building yeah. full scale. Casey Neistat did the, Casey, uh, the, the motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. I watched that last yes. night. Yeah, so obviously the Cybertruck design ethic or, or look is certainly getting some, some traction out there. We uh, did get some news, some breaking news tonight. You are getting uh, hardware three. I am. Yeah, this literally during dinner. Have it by the yes. time this posts, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be seeing all of the all of the cones on the road, all of them. All the cones. <laughs> His phone rang. He's like, "It's Tesla! It's Tesla! Oh my God! It's hardware three. Hello. <laughs> hardware three. I would love to have heard what was happening in customer service because there's a whole bunch of Tesla nerds sitting around the table while Michael's getting the call, yeah. and they're like, "Why are all these people cheering on the background? <laughs> Please stop bothering us." Yeah. I did. My, my guess is they've had it for a while, that you, but you were like ready in the queue, but you've harassed them over and yeah. over for service stuff. They're like. We'll make them wait. He can put it out. I <laughs> said I was sorry. They laughed. It's all good. <laughs> all is forgiven. They, all they is like pull up your name on the record and going, we see you have uh, 19 service calls in the last three days. Are you feeling okay today, sir? I canceled all of them, though. So, <laughs> Who else is waiting for the FSD? You, you are? Yep. You? Well, you just got a hardware three? I got the upgrade the hard way. Yeah, the car. I'm totally waiting. You cheated. You bought a yeah. new car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mine came with a car. Ian, you're still waiting for yours too. I am. So you haven't yeah. made enough service appointments. Am I the I only just one not getting FSD? Am I the only one? No FSD. I think. I think I yeah, think so. I think you're the only one. Yes. Literally the odd man out. You're damn right. The driver. It's a real driver. You know what? It's I, so we we tweeted out a story. Um, I sent this link to um, to two of you guys yeah. from Axios that uh, he happened to retweet, uh, which happened to be that the federal government here in the U.S. is now um, authorizing autonomous vehicles, but for like food delivery services. And uh, it got me thinking, like it's going to still be a while before we're seeing that for Tesla, because those cars have no side view mirrors, they have no steering wheel, there's no driver, so it's a very different kind of car. Um, and they go extremely slow speed. So it's, we're still a far way removed from uh, from our cars being full FSD. I still think it's going to be at least a couple of years before we have actual real-world testing with stuff other than Tesla. But my guess is they're going to want more than just Tesla testing it. But they'll have the data, at least in con um, you know controlled environments. So you but, get your food at smart summon speed, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, slower cars for sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
I thought I'd take this opportunity and maybe do things a little differently because I think you know a lot of people watch the podcast or watch YouTube videos because some of us do YouTube stuff and they don't really know the behind the behind the scenes story of like what we do, where we came from, or that kind of thing. So I thought maybe take a few minutes each and just kind of give the viewers maybe a little bit of background story on yourselves, just so they get to kind of know us a little bit. Are you guys okay with that? Sure. Um, since Nate, you're new, why don't you speak up and tell people about what you're all about and how you maybe came about. I think we should tie this in. Let's tie this, let's tie this in with Tesla. Tell them how you came about. Of, of like, what do, you, what do you do? Like, how, how does it relate to Tesla and stuff? Um, like, when did I get, like, decide to get a Tesla or just how? Well, what do you do? Where, like, I don't know. Just, okay. Whatever. Let's <laughs> go for it. We're uh, rigging it. We're rigging it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got my Tesla about 500 days ago, a little over that. Waited 700 days to get it, so um, placed a reservation. And now that I have it, I've started uh, Tesla Cam Viewer which um, allows you to view all the, the cameras synchronized, export it, uh, format the SD card or um, USB drive. Um, for PC. For PC, sorry, mm -hmm. for PC. Windows only, unfortunately. Um, I wrapped my uh, Model 3 in purple. I uh, did that in my garage. It's Chrome Delete, um, all kinds of other vinyl and a bunch of other things and customized it, made it my own, unique. And your background is software engineering for Universal for yeah. Universal. Yeah. So, and but you were telling me too that you're. <laughs> you say it like it's a bad thing. Anyway. No, no, yeah. it's twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> but you were telling me because of what you do there, that's where the Tesla cam idea kind of. Yes, um, there was an instance where we um, we needed a video playback system for one of the attractions, and I came up with my own idea of making it software based, and uh, would able for it to talk to the ride and, and get triggers and synchronize everything. Hmm. So I got the experience with that and when Tesla came, came out, I was like, this would be the perfect opportunity. Create something you know, for the, the community, help out. Um, when I was trying to view footage, it was looking at, at that time we only had, I think, what one camera and it was 10 minutes worth of footage. Mm -hmm. When they added the other three, that ended up being 40 to 44 minutes worth of footage to have to dig through just to find somebody walked by the car and mm -hmm. you know triggered sentry mode so that's what uh, inspired me to create Tesla Cam viewers to help everybody out in the community find you know I got 15 alerts on my screen what were those 15 you know to see it as quick as possible mm -hmm. unfortunately it's only for Windows so you have to take the card out and plug it into your computer but it gives you some extra features built in that kind of make up for that yeah mm -hmm. I was gonna say can people like uh, Donate if they wanted to support your application. Yes, uh, TeslaCamViewer.com. Uh, there's a donate button on it uh, that sends you to a PayPal link. Um, you can send me whatever you want. The program is absolutely free, so donations are welcome. I'm very thankful for the do donations I have gotten. Mm -hmm. um, constantly improving. Every couple weeks, I try to set a little time aside and get some updates in, add some new features, fix some bugs. Uh, talk with the community and, and figure out you know what things they're looking for and help out. So, awesome. Right. Awesome. Thanks for making that app. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, Raphael, since you're sitting beside Nate, why don't you tell the viewers a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, let's see. I got into the Tesla community right before uh, ordering my car. I was already like kind of curious about everything because everything I learned about like Elon before before Tesla really. Uh, he's always been uh, associated with so many technology companies. Companies, so I work in a tech company um, as a marketing systems analyst. 
right now it's more like any kind of systems analyst, um, not just marketing. But yeah, um, so I reserved like probably all of us sight unseen and waited, you know, two years, you waited three. Um, <laughs> sorry. A little, little big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, it's just know, the time conversion in Canada. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah that's Because we're on metric time. You know? Yeah. Right. But yeah, so I, I, <clears throat> I got my dream car, drove it for 19 months and 51,000 miles. And then sold it. And then, <laughs> then got rid of it. Yeah. Uh, no, I always wanted to order the. Is that how you always treat your cars? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, always looking for a, a, an update. You know, I want to don't get it the update when I want. I just change it. <laughs> Screw it. So um, anyway, I got the 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 car that I wanted, but at the moment it was. I mean, it was not the car that I wanted. I wanted the performance, but it was not available. It actually became available three weeks after I had gotten the other car. Yeah. So um, I mean, it gave me a lot of uh, pleasure. We drove through the U.S. Uh, a couple of times. Uh, uh, from east to west, and all like we hit most of the states. We also went to Canada when we visited you a few months ago, and um, then I decided I wanted to get a performance. So I just pulled the trigger on it, and I could not be happier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but really, like my story is uh, probably the same as many of us in the sense of how we love the cars, how. Uh, we create, you know, friendships and like what we have going here is part of that. Um, I think I've met several thousand people in the last year alone, just on my road trips. And it's incredible, really. Like, it's hard to put into words because it becomes like actual friends. Not that we met in high school friends, but it's, it feels like that even though we recently met, like not, not even a decade ago, you know, just a few years. So for that, I'm very, very grateful. Um, spending time with, with you and, and everyone around, helping people, uh, getting help from people as well. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. And You're I'm very active at the Dania yes. Tesla store too. Yeah, I, I, I try to frequent the Tesla stores as much as I can, but I, the only one that's like really close to me, which is like 25 minutes from my house, is that one. Um, Probably I, stocking if you think about it. <coughs> well, they, so they are very kind. Not too long ago, I, I also run the Tesla Owners South Florida Club, mm -hmm. and um, Member. they opened up the, their doors for us, and we had a gathering of the club there where we uh, did a viewing of a documentary, Racing Extinction, uh, from my friend uh, Leilani Munter, and it, it it's good because it creates opens up the conscience. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's an incredible documentary. Yeah. You can just like. Watch it through Amazon or whatever your favorite streaming service is. It's incredible. Uh, it opens up your eyes in terms of what we're doing to the planet and especially the animals. I stopped eating meat uh, right now. It's been like, I don't even know how many months since last year, uh, since September. Uh, and I'm not really missing it. Uh, and the funny thing is that I'm not doing it because of the health. I'm doing it because I feel so bad what, about what we're doing to the animals, really. Hell yeah, but, man. But we have a side benefit, right? The mm -hmm. health is also good, you know? So I've been vegetarian now since 2012, so it's been almost eight years that I've been vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, aside from the environmental benefit, uh, it's a health benefit too, but um, you know, I, I often, it's really weird. There are people I know that will go to like a petting zoo and see animals there and go, look how cute they are. But then they'll go to dinner and actually eat the flesh of that animal. And I'm like, this is so goddamn delicious. Like, holy crap. Um, and I just remember when I, when I decided to go uh, vegetarian, it was just a decision just to do it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I've been, you know, just cold turkey. 
Yeah. By the way, that's a bad phrase, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> in this instance, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just saying. Except for the turkeys, they can't feel anything. So. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I actually learned from, uh, from many uh, conversations that I had with Leilani um, that it really makes sense if, even if you don't like completely take meat off your menu, just one little thing, one thing at a time, right? Mm. One meal a week even makes Mondays. a difference. Even like a meatless Monday is a Yeah, big anything yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, that's just one thing that I've learned and embraced uh, from the Tesla community. Um, but it's not just Tesla, right? This is just like right things that we can do. Um, I sprayed my car, the other one, and now I wrapped the new one. Yeah, the wrap uh, is really cool. Like it's yeah. I mean, well, you can tell the viewers because by the time we'll be at EDC. <clears throat> Yeah. It. yeah, it's a it's a new product for uh, signature custom wraps. First time they use it. I, I don't think there's another uh, Model 3 like mine with that wrap anywhere actually. Um, it's called, I think it's called uh, Midnight Purple Black or something like that. It's a color shifting from purple to black and it's super glossy. It even I think it looks even glossier than actual paint. It looks like it's wet. <laughs> it completely looks like real paint. You can't yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. And it's not easy to do something like that. I mean, uh, Mojo does a really, really good job. Uh, I never seen him in action the way, like, when I saw that, it was like, oh, wow, it's incredible. So, yeah, always trying to make the cars fun. The main reason that I do those things to the car is to trigger the conversations. Yeah. And, uh, well, I don't have to tell you how that goes. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, people just get, you know, attracted to it and start asking, well, what is that? And why did you get that? Uh, and the, the usual que uh, questions, like, or statements, I, I should say, like, just co before coming here, we went to the supermarket and I asked about another Tesla that was in the front because I've seen it every day for a couple of weeks now, so he must be an employee. And I asked him also, when are you getting yours? And he's like, oh, no, that's too rich for me. I'm like, no, it's not. What do you drive? You can get one car just like mine and you'll save a ton of money anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of education that still needs to happen. Um, and uh, I don't know what else. I mean, this car has brought me back to life pretty much. I had a terrible motorcycle accident. How's your elbow? <laughs> <laughs> it's good, man. Good. Thank you very much. Sorry, How's it? Yeah. 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 yeah, you don't want to know what that is. <laughs> no, you don't. If you happen to go to EVs and T, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I even forgot what I was saying. <laughs> no, but you know, oh yeah. That's what happens when you get an itch. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, the motorcycle accident. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I had that thing, um, that accident a few years ago. When was that? I think it was 2016 or so. Put me in basically in bed for nine months. Couldn't do anything. Uh, Nancy had to, you know, feed me and do everything for me. I slept on a, on a, on a recliner for basically eight or nine months. Mm. And it was terrible. Sounds terrible. It was terrible. Um, but, you know, I, I you know, I, I survived, which is the important thing. Yeah. And some people ask me, why are you always like that happy? That's not normal. I'm like, yes, it is. I, you know, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> so I tried to enjoy every second. Uh, I made, you know, good friends. So that's basically me. The, the, the wait for the Model 3 was what kept me like uh, kind of craving for something, you know, looking for something. So that's, that's what I did. And that's why we are here. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. Uh, Eric, how about you? Uh, let's see. My parents got married, and then they, 
Then, then, they, then, then they made a mistake and had me. Um, no, so my uh, so I got into Tesla uh, several years ago. My my friend James, who no longer owns his Model S, he had a signature Model S. And uh, I remember we were at some some event, some party somewhere, um, somewhere down in Broward County. And he had his car over, and we were all really, really excited for him. We were all you know very uh, excited for the Model S. And I remember getting in the back seat, and he was showing some stuff on the on the MCU, and just kind of driving for the car for a bit. And I just was overwhelmed with excitement, with just amazing how this car was. And so I told myself, like, I'm gonna get a Tesla someday. Uh, so you know, life sort of has its way of being being fun. Uh, so when when the Model Three was coming out, I said, well, that's a car I can afford. I can, I can certainly get that. And I had a car. I owned a 2012 Honda Fit. I'm, like, I'm just gonna save up some money for this uh, for the Tesla. So when the reservations were going out, I uh, I remember going to bed uh, on March 30th uh, at about 11 o'clock at night. I had my alarm set. Was ready to get up early to get to the mall to be in line for the reservation. Well, 1:30 I woke up. Don't know why. And she's laughing. Um, that's Beverly, by the way. That's his wife. Um, so I woke up at 1.30 and I just, I'm like, I was just excited. Like, like when you're a kid, you know, you're going on a family trip and you're <laughs> like, Christmas, oh my God, oh my God. Christmas Day. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, oh. so, so I got, I got really excited and I just said, if I, I, if I fall back asleep now to wake up at 4.30, I'm going to miss it. I just feel like I'm going to miss it. So I, I got dressed. I, I just got out of bed. I snuck out of the house and I get in my car and I go to the mall, uh, in Boca Raton at the, at the Boca Town Center. I get there. No one else is there. <laughs> I parked my car and I literally turned the key off the ignition and then within 10 seconds another car comes in and I'm like the hell with this <laughs> run out of the car dash to the front of the door and I stand there and I wait now I'm not like I'm not like Ian who had a tent and a mattress and all kinds of crap I'm not, I'm not I thought everybody had a tent no I'm not a tent right I wore a cap he covers his head with a tent it's totally different so I'm so compensating I, all right, so I get in line and I wait, and then you know people start straggling in soon after that. Uh, and next thing you know, there's some people with, who are being escorted by security. But an hour later, coming out through the door because they went in through a service entrance, oh. and they were in the mall. But they were, but they were there clearly after I was, because even his father was in line behind us, going, "No, yeah, we got here at the same time. He went into the service entrance. I was here." So I literally was the first person at Boca Town Center to reserve the Model Three. Nice. So I dropped my thousand dollars. That was a very hard swipe. It's like the swipe goes, and you're like, yeah, "I'm ready for this." They swipe it, and they do the whole thing, and it's like, "That's a thousand dollars," and you're not going to see a return on the thousand dollars for two years. Mm -hmm. So um, interest free, yeah. right? So Tesla was in touch with me over, mm -hmm. over some period of time. I remember in the spring of 2018, before I got my car, uh, one of my uh, associates at Tesla called me up and said, "You know, we're, we have your <coughs> car." Bless you. Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's been sick with man cold 2.0 as he calls it. Yes. Um, really, it's more like an impish man cold, but whatever. So, so I, I uh, so I, so I finally got the call in April. The confirmed delivery date is um, April 27th. Um, I actually got offered a job to work for Tesla right before that. So the day before I picked up my car, I was actually employed by Tesla. Wow. So that was within 24 hours. Um, then I got my car, and I remember driving away from the lot with it. And my immediate reaction was this was, at that time, probably the top two best decision I'd ever made in my life. Um, the other decision is sitting off, off stage over here, <laughs> but we won't get into that right now. Um, 
she's regretting everything I'm doing. So, um, <laughs> she's actually, I'm sorry, come back, please. Okay. So, so I, so I get the car and I've, and I've had it ever since then. Now I'm not someone who likes modifying my cars. Uh, the only things I really have are two Evanex products in my car. I have the, the dual charger for, uh, the QI wireless charger and I have the cup holder insert. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I don't, uh, do wraps. <laughs> I don't do coatings. Um, I've done nothing. Um, but the, the one thing that it introduced me to was to this community of, 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 of owners. And I remember being at uh, Cars and Coffee, as it was with Evanex, a couple years ago. And that was a chance I had to meet um, uh, Trevor and Beverly. And, and it just it, the relationship built like that. Uh, in due part, in fairness, they're Canadians. So I could have been dressed as a beaver. They'd still invite me in for dinner. <laughs> that um, would have been a bonus, actually. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I've been I've been so thankful and so appreciative of the community that's reached out on social media, uh, the people that we see at charging stations or at public events. Um, you know, the the intriguing thing is Tesla has its share of detractors, and we come across them in very tiny numbers relative to the size and scope of the audience that we deal with. And a lot of folks, I think, are afraid of what Tesla is and either don't know it. Uh, and that's where we get a lot of the negative reaction. But when they understand what the car is, when they do what Trevor says, is which is butts and seats, when they get in the car, experience it as either the driver or as the passenger, it changes the way they think of not just Tesla, but electric vehicles as a whole. Um, we try in our show to not be negative about um, other electric vehicle companies. Uh, we know that Rivian's coming out with some cars. We know that there's other um, legacy manufacturers that are also coming out with their own electric vehicles, and that's good. We want to see that transition, but we know it's in due part because of what Tesla's created. Uh, we know it's because of them, and in due part, it's because of us. We're the ones who are advocating for Tesla all the time, and Tesla has a zero-dollar marketing budget. Um, so it's, to see what they've grown into uh, in essentially less than 10 years' time uh, is really, really impressive. Um, so for us to be part of that groundswell, to be part of the foundational energy, uh, to seeing what Tesla is, I mean, when people see the stock price, it's because we helped get it there. Uh, you know, we're, we're the ones keeping the dream alive. So, um, yeah, I, I feel very blessed to be part of the community and, and look forward to, uh, to continuing this uh, in the years to come. Awesome. Thanks, sir. So I discovered I could do um, really solid imitations of voices from a very young age, probably when I was like six or seven years old. I could imitate characters on TV. Um, and so I've done some voiceover work, not a whole lot, but I've done um, like radio commercial uh, recordings and some other stuff that's never made like major, major airwaves. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I've always had a theatrical thing. Yeah, but can you do Hank Hill? <laughs> Uh, I'm mean, uh, uh, sure could. He does, he does what I call Al Alabama Senator. Alabama Senator? Oh, that's. Does he sell propane? <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever beat your No, I'll, uh, I'll swear, uh, I swear I don't really do that. <laughs> she was almost 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Boy, we, well, we told you it might be that kind of podcast. Yes. All right, it's Brad's turn. Brad, tell us Hi. about your uh, your journey. Hi, Brad. Hi, Hi Eric. Eric. How are you? Good. Excellent. <laughs> so, my journey probably began back in college in the early 90s. I was studying electrical engineering at Penn State, and I had my first opportunity to drive an electric car. Nitney Lines, by the way. It was a uh, 
converted Ford Escort wagon. Wow. Yeah. And still had the manual transmission, still had to shift it, but it was quiet. And I, I was fascinated, of course, being an electrical engineer, I would be. So I've been waiting forever to start driving an electric car. So comes around to 2012. My current vehicle is about 13 years old, 170,000 miles, and probably not going to pass an inspection again. <laughs> so that year, Nissan comes out with the Leaf. And Tesla comes out with the Model S. And I'm comparing the two companies saying, I've never heard of Tesla. They've never made a car before. The nearest dealership is 300 miles away. So I got the Nissan. Wish I could have a do-over for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but the Nissan was a good car. Uh, it worked well. It got me hooked on electric. Uh, from that point on, I decided I wasn't going to uh, drive another uh, combustion vehicle, I would always buy electric. And uh, when the opportunity came and Model 3 was available at a much more affordable price, I jumped in. Yeah, and you have, a, perform you, you have a performance 3. Yes, I, I ended up, uh, now, now that I'm a little older, decided that it's you know, <laughs> time for the midlife crisis car. So I went ahead and went for the uh, performance version and do not regret it. It's been wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those cars you don't really regret. All right, that's it. Nice and short. Yeah. He's a moderator on the forums. <clears throat> He's awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the team who uh, really take care of the, the forum. These guys are wonderful. They do a bang up job. So make sure you follow them. TeslaOwnersOnline.com. Make sure you follow them. Uh, well, let's go on this side. I'm going to skip myself. You all know about my story, but let's start with Ian here. Well, uh, I've been a lifelong gearhead. I mean, uh, ever since I was old enough to haul myself up to the edge of the window and look at cars, I've been completely obsessed with them. So it wasn't long before I was driving them, taking them apart, modifying them, trying to make them go faster, getting into trouble with them, and all the stuff that comes with it. And I wound up working in that industry. Which my entire career has been based in automotive, originally working in automotive accessory shops and then getting into wheel um, manufacturing, and et cetera, et cetera. And that progression sort of was always along a timeline of you know evolution and getting into more efficient cars but always really being focused on performance and it's like yeah if i can get a car that's a little better on the environment a little easier on gas sure that's good it was in the back of my mind but i'd say in the last 10 years that really ratcheted up and i was kind of like yeah this whole gas car thing is not good you know like we have to we have to change our ways but even 10 years ago for the average person like me finding an affordable performance you know, EV, there was no such thing. I mean, the Model S was just coming out, and I was like, wow, that's incredible. I mean, that thing's a friggin' spaceship, but it's no way close to my price range. So I always sort of had my eye on it, but even though I was deeply involved in the automotive industry, Tesla, for me, just remained a curiosity. It was like, wow, was this little pinnacle, exotic, cool company doing this new thing off in the corner? And oddly enough, what really dragged me in deeper was SpaceX. And I remember, this was about five, six years ago, um, Ms. Madden and I were down here in Florida for a launch, and we, we, we happened to be in Florida at the same time as the SpaceX launch. I said, you know what? Let's go watch a launch. You've never seen a launch. Let's go watch a Falcon 9 launch. It's going to be cool. So I opened my first social media account, which is Twitter, just so I could follow the updates on launch. And of course, if you're following SpaceX, you're basically following Elon. I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah. everything is the Elon channel, right? So in no time at all, I was following updates and then of course you start following Tesla and you get you just get sucked into the whole world and I was amazed at like all the stuff going on it just gave it an extra depth and dimension 
So you start following people in the community, and I'm like, ooh. And that was right around the time they started dropping hints, okay, the Model 3 is real. Now, for all of you that have been following them much further, you might be, well, that was in the master plan back in 2006. How could you not know this? I just wasn't paying that close enough attention. But the minute they announced that car, I was like, that could be something. And it seems odd to me now, but the, I, I remember it was probably in the summer of 2015 where I first said, I'm going to buy an electric car. And it sounded so radically insane to me. It's like, right. you know, like, I'm going to buy an electric car. I think a lot of people still have that sense, but yeah. it's changing. It, it, it is, it is. I mean, looking back now, I'm like, what? what the hell was I waiting for? But at the time, that was a very strange thing for me to say publicly. And um, then it, it, it just quickly went under control from there. I started signing up on the forums, you know, talking to a lot more people. And, of course, the excitement around the Model 3 was unlike anything I'd ever seen in the automotive industry. And I've pretty much seen it all. Like, I mean, the hype around this car. And, of course, that all sort of converged in that moment on March 31st where stores around the world mm-hmm. were all gathered. In my case, I camped out in the freezing cold for two days in my tent. <laughs> uh, we could smell it in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it, that whole thing. I mean, the, the, the French newspapers in Quebec called it uh, the automotive Woodstock mm-hmm. in Quebec is what it was like. We had this huge celebration. People camped. They brought stoves and there was cookouts. And I mean, the whole thing was incredible and it just blew my mind. And that's what brings what everybody else has been talking about here. You know, that's the second element, which I really didn't expect at all, was the community around it, which is really the most incredible group of owners of anything. I mean, I've been involved with you know, car clubs and motorcycle clubs, and I've been car rallying people with all sorts of deep passions in it, but never a community like this. That just completely blew my mind. So, you know, that's what I sort of lived on for the next two years, waiting for the car, you know, and learning about it. And then, of course, not long after that, I, I met Trev, you know, and then got in, somehow got invited into a podcast long before I got <laughs> the car, which still blows my mind. But just when I are. thought I was out, it exactly. back in. But, but the miraculous thing was the fact that Tesla pulled this off, that, that said, like, look, you're out there, you want an electric car, all you really had to do is create a car that was sustainable, that did the job. If they built an electric Camry, that would have been perfect for 90% of most people who have to get around on a daily basis. They didn't need to build a car for me. I'm that 3% fringe, you know, who's like driving, you know, a wildly modified A4 Audi, you know, and doing all sorts of stupid things with it. It's like, no, you know, that A4 you're driving, we're going to blow that out of the water. We're going to blow your mind with how good this car is going to be. And at the end of the day, your cost per week or per month driving it is going to be about the same. I, it just, I couldn't fathom that that was going to be possible. And they delivered and delivered in spades. I mean, to this day, it's the single most incredible thing I've ever bought. I don't regret it for a second. And like the you, fact that I can still enjoy everything I love about <clears> cars, <throat> and it's better in every which way. And I mean, driving around Quebec on 100% renewable electricity my carbon footprint has like gone through the floor. I mean, it's, it's a miracle. I mean, if more industries could adapt that, shoot for the moon, like accept nothing else, you know, you can do it. You can actually build products like this that do all that in an environment. It, it gives me tremendous hope for the future. You know, like we don't have to suffer to have a sustainable future. This car is actual physical proof of it, you know. Yeah. To me, it's we, we are the conversation the other day where you had mentioned like for such a young company, how well-tuned the Model 3 is in terms of suspension and handling. It, it blows my mind. I mean, you know, you look at the car companies that, you know, me as an enthusiast, and many of us have always looked up to, you know, like Audi and, and BMW in particular, you know, uh, Porsche, cars that set the standard for driving dynamics. And Tesla comes along out of nowhere. It's like, 
yeah, we got this. We can do that. And damn, if they don't. I mean, they're this close. I mean, it, it's really remarkable. Like I said, the car didn't have to be that good. It, it didn't have to have any of the, the, the cool factor, the technology, but certainly not the driving dynamics. I mean, I, I dare any enthusiast on earth to get in this car and not take it for a whale around the block and not tell me it's one of the most fun cars you've ever driven. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's really above and beyond. That's what's I think, I think it's also imperative to note that because you knew like with the Ionic, with the Leaf, with all the variants of electric cars that were coming in, they were great city EVs. Yes. For getting you to A to B, short distance, not high mileage, that sort of thing. They were able to combine the muscle car enthusiast power performance outcome that you're used to, that you're yeah. certainly a gearhead that, that attracts you, and then merge it with the safety, with the performance, with, um, you know, just the whole technology aspect of it. Okay. And to boot, they go, but we're also going to update it like you do your phone. <laughs> All of that. I mean, they're, they're able to basically take people who were caught, you know, short-footed and say, we're, we're going to not only do an EV, but we're going to do it, we're going to make your car like it's you're driving your phone. And that's changed everything. All of us have said, we've all found some features and all these OTA updates yeah. that we get. We're like, now this car is what I thought it would be from when I first took delivery. You know, like the one pedal driving. <clears throat> that changed everything for us. I mean, yeah. for me, I was like, shit, oh, I've been yeah. waiting for this since I got the car. Yeah. Um, and so now we have that, and now with Hardware 3 coming out, like we're seeing these evolutions all the time, and then, you know, the car I had, the car you had, that we bought it from the dealer, that was the same car in 2012 and 2013 and 20, yeah. but like our car will have umpteen updates in one year, and every mm -hmm. new update, it's a new car. Yeah. And we what other company can you talk to the CEO and say, hey, I don't like this feature, yeah. Yeah. or can we update this, or whatever it may be, and... A we got it. Later, We're gonna, yeah. 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 Okay. We can do that. Sure. Yeah. And then, of course, your phone's exploding in notifications. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, at three o'clock in the morning, you wake up like, what the hell happened overnight? Yeah. Raise your hand if your phone is melted once at least. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If your sure. pocket is burning, Elon liked the tweet yeah. <laughs> or That's replied. Right. That's what 30 million followers will do here. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But it, it's interesting what Ian was saying about the performance on the vehicles because um, even already owning the car for over a year. Right, it wasn't the performance model, but I knew and I've seen videos of people that had the performance one, crazy races, things that people do, and like I knew that it was a great car, but now that I have the performance version, it's like, whoa, wait a second. I mean, the thing turns like it's on rails. It has power. We went to the drag strip uh, two weeks ago, uh, eighth of a mile. So it was a, a, a bit abusive against all the ice cars that were there. All the combustion cars that were there were like no one could keep up with us unless the car was running alcohol or had $100,000 invested in, in and, and slick tires and everything. Alcohol, you say? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so it's, it's insane, really. Like when you think about it, it's like these cars are silent, have all the power in the world, suspension is decent enough to take a few turns hard, you know, uh, it blows my mind. Yeah. It really does. I mean, I used to build cars, like, you know, mm -hmm. again, like engines, transmissions, suspension, just tear them apart, get them like race ready and spend two hours on the track just pounding at it. And these cars can take a beating as well. Would you guys, are you guys going to test out dyno mode? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. By the way, if you're not sure what that is, you can kind of look it up. Don't do that. <laughs> Most people should not do it. Don't try. He's going to do it though. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that leaves Mr. Michael Bodner. All right. To tell our viewers what your journey's been all about. Yeah, so normally I'm on the bleeding edge of technology, and somehow I knew nothing about the Model 3. <laughs> um, I work in software development. I'm in an open floor plan, and uh, the gentleman who sat next to me at the time, his name was Bruce, and uh, he was looking at his computer at, at Tesla, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, Tesla, they've got those really expensive cars that I'm not in the market for. I've got two little kids, and uh, it's just not for me. And he says, no, no, they're coming out with an affordable car. And I was like, wait, say that again? Uh, an affordable car. And uh, I only know two speeds, zero and 100. So as soon as I heard <laughs> Tesla, affordable car, I spent the next, I think it was only like three or four days before March 31st, 2016, researching everything. I read everything that had ever been posted about the history of this affordable Tesla coming. And um, the morning of the 31st, sight unseen, the night before I had talked with my wife and I said, you know, I'm gonna put down a thousand dollars on this car we've never heard of <laughs> or like, seen never seen never heard yeah. of uh, they just make really expensive cars we barely see on the road she's like you're nuts um why don't you wait until you see it that evening and i said you know what if this is like the next coming of the iphone if this thing is huge i'm gonna regret not putting that money down earlier right it's refundable as long as they don't go out of business i'm gonna get that money back <laughs> And uh, so I put the $1,000 down. I, I had to drop off my daughter at school, so I wasn't camping. Okay. Um, I had some dad responsibilities. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I got that. <laughs> well, uh, I wish I was camping. <laughs> Would have been awesome. Um, but I was about 40th in line when I got there, and I was two and a half hours early for the open, and I was like, this is, this is something. This is, takes me back to being in college and camping out for like the Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever was like everyone in front of Walmart before they'd open with You're it. You're so old. Oh my God. Yeah, I know, I'm the oldest person on the podcast here, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> so yeah, it was just a, kind of a whirlwind and then we watched the presentation that night and I was just in absolute awe. And then this was all I thought about for a while. And um, later that year was a big birthday for my dad. My mom surprised him with a Model S. She said, hey, I want to trade cars with you for the day. Um, and then he came home and his car was gone. He opened the garage door and a Model S was sitting there. Wow. And uh, I, I took delivery with her, drove it home, and then I really fell in love with Tesla. I was like, I kept pushing, get this car for him, get this, don't get him a Porsche, don't get him an Audi, get this car. And uh, so I got to enjoy that car for a little bit. We'd take it for date nights, have fun, that whole thing. And um, you know, the Model 3 came out, people started taking deliveries of it. And uh, someone on the forum, actually, uh, his name's Dan, he, uh, he said, hey, your dad has a Model S. If you trade your reservation over to him, you're going to get invited to configure your car. And I was like, sorry, say that again? <laughs> and uh, so I called Tesla, I traded my reservation over to him, and seven days later, I got the invite to order. Wow. And at the time, everyone was ordering and their cars were coming probably in about 30 days. And I had a seven-day turnaround, which was unheard of. <laughs> I had a business trip to Vancouver. I missed the cars and coffee where you guys all met each other. And uh, I took the red-eye flight home, ripped everything out of my car, drove to uh, pick up my Model 3, and Trevor was there, which was awesome, and he filmed the whole delivery. Uh, people, I remember the comments, I read every comment on your video, and people were like, oh man, this guy's not excited, he, he's not even happy to get his car. And I was like, I was so speechless, I had no emotion, I just... Wow, this thing is amazing. And uh, this so, is him on like 11 right now. Yeah. <laughs> Turned all the way up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then just like Raphael said, how the whole community comes together. I never had met Raphael before. I didn't know who he was. And he reached out and I randomly met a stranger and picked yeah. him up in my car. We went out for a drive and 
and then we become great friends, and, and all of us have. So he's so. a borderline stalker. So you, he you was, know. he was, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I drove around the parking lot for a couple of times. Like, I don't know if I can pick him up. <laughs> and um, yeah, and the rest is history. And I think after you get a Tesla, you have to start a YouTube channel. And <laughs> yes. I have, uh, please, everyone, start what a YouTube you do. <laughs> and I just can't say thank you enough to Trevor. He gave me tons of feedback and ideas and how to shoot things properly. And if you watch my early, I've made 90 videos already. Doesn't take long, If you it? watch the early ones, they are terrible, but watch them so all. So are mine. Um, and it's just amazing. And, and everyone, everyone in this community is helpful. Everyone shares ideas, everyone collaborates. I mean, I was installing the, the power trunk in my car and I was freaking <laughs> out because I was mm -hmm. destroying my car. And I called <laughs> Nate and he's like walking me through everything and just everyone is willing to help and, and everyone's there. So it's, uh, it's been amazing, and I'm so thankful I got this car in it all because of all of this, not even just the car, but everything that's come from it. I think that night they had, what, over 150,000 reservations by the time Elon went on stage. Mm -hmm. That's over $150 million in reservations they had. Yeah. It's crazy. Interest. For a car that no one had ever seen. Yeah. 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 Interest-free. I, had, I had every full faith and confidence they were going to deliver that car, and so I had, I had no problem like, here, take my money. Do it twice. I don't care. Whatever. Like, let's <laughs> let's get it. Uh, it was a long. It was a long wait. I mean, I I felt so. I remember I had some customers would say, you know, the wait's terrible. I'm like, Australians reserved it first. Yeah. They're getting it last. Yeah. Shut the <laughs> up. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, they're on the other side of the world. You know, where yeah. even other animals are going. Really. You chose to live here, and you know, and it's it's hard. Like it's hard to be like here. You know, right? You're a hard person, but like no, they get it first. By the way, all hearts out to Australia. Seriously, yes. All the fires and stuff. We hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, if you do find organizations that are supporting the wildfires uh, out in Australia, please go ahead and donate to them. They need every help they can get, especially for the animals. Um, but yeah, like there were a lot of folks who were just like waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm like, it's okay. You're gonna get yours. Uh, so it was it was surprising to get mine, and I remember uh, initially when I got mine, like driving through you know South Florida, like being among the first. I remember when you and I started talking, yeah. like like I can't find another blue one. I believe, you know, this my like, car's two today. Actually. Right there you go. Yeah. That's right. And then and then we you know uh, we all of a sudden like a few months go by, and like I can't go a day without seeing like twenty of them. <laughs> you know, but that's good. That's 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 the growth you want to see. Yeah, it's amazing the growth of the Model Three. Wait till the Model Y comes out. Oh yeah, Ugh, I mean. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, if you come back and you look at the progression of what Tesla has been doing with the Model 3, like the Model 3, in all honesty, was about six months behind schedule. But they bit off more than they could chew in the sense that they'd never made a car uh, in high volumes like this before. So obviously they had their trials and tribulations, but it shows obviously with the Model Y now because mm -hmm. the program's been pushed up considerably. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to start deliveries by the end of next month. Mm-hmm. They're three quarters uh, early. Yeah, exactly. At least. Well, yeah. with the Model Three, they never expected the the demand that they got. They just weren't well, ready there, for there that. Well, there were yeah. Well, there there were a number of things that kind of conspired against them. But at the end of the day, the fact that the Model Y is coming online much much faster just shows that Tesla's certainly learned from their mistakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they become a much more mature company, which, you know, in all honesty, uh, you know, gives me a lot more confidence that the other rest of the cars will come onto the market, you know, in 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 decent time, even though they said that, well, the Cybertruck, we still have to figure out how we're going to build this thing, which is, which is fine because, I mean, it is literally different from every other car in the market, so. Giga Austin. Yeah, there's talk about that. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, they still haven't finished the first Giga factory. It's <laughs> still out there in well, the Well, don't forget how long it took for them to even sell cars in Texas. 
Uh, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, yeah. so I, I'm sort of yeah, on the fence whether that's going to be a thing. I would think they want to try to start selling cars in Texas before they start building cars in Texas. Uh, it'd be kind of weird, like, we're going to build it here, but you can't buy it here. We're going to ship uh, it out. That'd be kind of weird. But, uh, you know, I think, I think you know, Tesla's still very young with, when it comes to manufacturing. Uh, you know, I look at them more as a tech company than I do an automotive company. Absolutely. Because we know they're delivering solutions for solar and, and, and other stuff now. Of course, we have the, their AI program uh, that they're kind of kicking off. The battery technology is really a huge thing for them, too, and the advancements there. But also, I think that um, for them to be, you know, roughly 10-ish years old and to see what they're doing every time they're building a new car, that's the first of its kind by anybody building that thing. Uh, we know the Model X had its issues early on with the Falcon doors and everything else. They didn't need that, but they added it because like, Elon's like, why the hell not? Um, so the Model Y is going to be the first car where it literally is you have a sibling that you can tell where the DNA comes from. It's mm-hmm. from that we're going to just tweak a little bit to make it a bigger vehicle. Um, the figures that have come out now, the, the, uh, someone did an animated GIF showing the two cars kind of put together. The Model Y looks like it's shorter in length, but obviously bigger in volume. And uh, they learned a lot. The Model 3 you know, iterations, they learned from that. Now they're building a better vehicle in the Model Y. And I think it's going to be... You know, it's going to blow their numbers out the water in terms of sales. We're going to see astronomically crazy numbers every quarter relative to year-over-year numbers uh, just because it's getting online, you know, a good quarter or two early, and, you know, the sales are going to be through the roof, I think. Yeah, and we've finally seen Tesla finally turn the corner. It's taken them a long time to actually finally get profitable mm-hmm. because you have to remember, and this is a conversation we have with people a lot of the time, is that they, they don't realize, if you look at the other manufacturers, I'm talking North American manufacturers, they've been building cars for, you know, 100 years, 100 plus years, yeah. and they got big very fast during the Second World War because the government basically said, no more cars, we need tanks, guns, and airplanes. Yeah. And they paid for all those factories, right? So they were able to get big very quickly during that time, and of course they got even bigger during the economic boom after the Second World War. Now here's Tesla, is barely 17 years old, and they started with nothing. So you have to give them some slack. Yeah. But what they've been able to achieve over the last six or seven years of building mass market cars, and I don't mean to exclude the first Roadster because it is what it is, but as far as mass manufacturing cars, it's only been six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And what they've been able to achieve in that short amount of time compared to the rest of the automotive industry is, is truly incredible. So yeah. what are the next five or six years really going to bring for them? And in the case of the Model Y, we know that there's an existing sibling with the Model 3, and a lot of the tech is pulled from that. But it also, in certain respects, they're not afraid to try something new. We know that it's going to have a new manufacturing process in terms of the cast body and the bottom. Right, like, nobody's right, yeah. ever done anything right. to that scale before. And it just shows that they want to do some efficiencies. Like, I mean, Sandy Monroe talks about the Model 3 being overcomplicated in terms of the body. Okay, yeah, maybe he's right, and Tesla is basically taking that to heart and saying, okay, fine. We're going to take 70 parts and we're going to go down to one. Who else would do that? Nobody would do that. And it remains to be seen whether they do this new wiring thing. But I, 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 have, I have pretty good confidence that's exactly what they're going to do with this car. Yeah. And I know some people are going to ask and say, well, are they going to bring that to the Model 3? I think that technology, once it's proven on the Y, will make its way into future cars and maybe a future edition of the Model 3. But it's not like they're going to stop production and just say, okay, now we're going to do this on the 3. Mm-hmm. That's just too disruptive, especially when demand is still growing. They got, you know, I mean, they can't shut down production and redesign the car in this short amount of time. Look at the Model S, how long it's been around, and we yeah. still haven't seen a complete redesign of the car, although I believe that in some respects a lot of that stuff is coming uh, later this year. We'll, we'll see what's, what's going on with that. But uh, anyhow, I think it's time to bust out some chips. Mm-hmm.
<laughs> these went over really well last last year. We brought these down from Canada. These are ketchup. And these guys really like these, especially this guy. He loves it, Michael. <laughs> Don't you? They're just all right. All, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, let's do the communal thing. <laughs> all right, the newcomers get to try these first because the other guys have had them. All right. But ketchup time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. You've already had them. Pass them around. Come on, Nate. What do you think? Well, Very good. <laughs> I'll think. So. Yeah. All right, I'll have a couple. Five. Yeah. Bags. <laughs> we, we, we have more. We opened one bag, but we have three more. Three more? Three more. So strangely, during all of our stories, not one of us mentioned autopilot or full self-driving. I've used it for 95% of the road trips that I've taken. <laughs> right. I wish we could get stats that would actually show us how often we use autopilot. And they have that on the logs. We just oh, don't have access Tesla to it. Tesla insurance. All right, fine. Yeah. It's going to be important for Tesla insurance. That is a great feature. One of my favorites. I pay for FSD. I don't expect to be able to use most of the feature. I mean, for crying out loud, I still don't have the FSD visualizations. You have them in your car. Mm -hmm. I thought it was geofence. I've rebooted my car many times since I've been down here for the last week. Mm -hmm. Not a sign of it. Not nice. So obviously, certainly not in the car yeah. at this mm -hmm. point. So, so what, what does that mean? Does that mean that, because you do have the new hardware, right? I have the hardware. I have uh, the latest firmware in the car. It's just for whatever reason, <coughs> they've flagged the car as a Canadian car and we just cannot get the visualizations no matter what. I was under the impression that it was geofence because um, Transport Canada, which is our authority that checks all this stuff before they flip the switch or whatever, uh, needed to review it and they typically do and that's what happened with navigate on autopilot when yep. it first came out You guys had it for about three weeks before we got it mm. and then it just showed up one day And, and when we drove into the US we had it. it that's why I say it was geofence yep. because many people yep. did go across the US Rebooted their computer NOA would come up. And they could use it. Yep. Wow. They could even keep a route back into Canada, but the moment they canceled the um, uh, The route it would it would revert back, right? Yep. So I thought it was the same thing over here, but still no sign of FSD visualizations mm -hmm on our side so there might be some other things that I'm not aware of maybe it's not just the visualizations but maybe there's some extra data that's being sent back that we're just not part of yet but I don't know if we'll get it eventually it's yeah. just not there. I don't know if it's gonna help but you're not missing much well no I'm not missing hey, much we're just don't tell me that no I mean but you know you, you can see it when you're not driving you're driving the car you don't you can't really pay attention to those things I'll take mine it's kind of weird today I actually recorded I had I had made a cone I had Nate next to me in his car, and uh, it was the car was showing him as a cone. Like it was just a car. Take the ball. Yeah. I mean, I do think navigate on autopilot for city roads is due soon. Very soon. Um, and that's going to be our first real, real look at what is the that's mm -hmm. FSD exclusive. Why are you so me? I've got a lot here. Right. I'm excited for that. And I was, you know, the big thing for me with hardware three is I was worried. Model Y production would ramp up, and all of a sudden they'd forget about all of us. So mm. I wanted to get that computer before that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is not surprising the least to know how many folks Tesla's employing, the various departments they have that work out of Las Vegas, out of Fremont, out of Hawthorne, out of everywhere, and they're so whatever they're dedicated to do, they're some of the best in the world at that thing. The engineering 
that goes into all the various software updates. I mean, when Elon says yes, I'm sure there's some engineer somewhere in the team going, Freaking out. Crap, right? You know, like now, <laughs> now it may oh, yeah. very well be they're already in development. It's probably part of their pipeline. Oh, in pre-production yeah. or something We're getting else. the side cameras now when you back up. Right. Yeah. Someone but, freaked but, out probably. But I'm sure there are some things where Elon probably reads a tweet from someone and thinks, yeah, we can probably do that, and just says yes, and then now it goes into, and I'm sure right after he hits yes, someone's already on it. Like, it's now in their project. On the whiteboard. They're going to work on that the next day. So, you know, the the total capacity of (laughs) of technology experience and programming experience and production experience and manufacturing, logistics, it's it's a monumental thing that they're doing in less than 10 years. And so with, and, and they're just adding products every year. You know, it's one thing when you first have the Roadster as a proof of concept car, and then you get into the Model S and you go, aha, now we, now we can do that. And then you go to the Model Y, which was like kind of a fun thing. It wasn't the original plan, but they said, eh, we'll do that. You mean the X? Yes. Yes, the X, I'm sorry. And then you have the Model 3, which of course was the ultimate goal as far as phase one. And then, you know, now they're like, we'll do a truck and we'll do a semi and we'll do that. And so now it's like, they're just adding to their fleet. And then people think that, I mean, two years ago, how many of us would say that they were going to have this number of cars in their pipeline? Probably not a lot of people. It's changed a lot. The se- I think the semi probably took a lot of people by surprise. They never thought they were going to get that first before another kind of passenger car like the Cybertruck is going to be. The ATV caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Well, yeah, the ATV thing was very much an afterthought because that was uh, somebody... The surfboards. Uh, yeah, that's your efforts. Yeah, the limited edition thing. Yeah. The ATV is interesting because I, I've seen somebody, uh, and I forget who it was, but I did see a YouTube video uh, where the guy was analyzing it. It's, uh, it's a Yamaha ATV, and all they did was change the bodywork on it mm. and put an electric powertrain in it just so they could have something on stage. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he says, yeah, we're going to do that too, is just like, I'm sure the engineers are like, oh, God. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, I guess. It's, it's an add-on. It's an add-on yeah. to the truck. So. Yeah, so it shows that uh, they're thinking differently in that on that sense. But um, I don't know. We, we've had that conversation before about the semi-truck. I mean, it's taken a long time yeah. to go from you know what they showed in 2017, at the end of 2017, yeah. up to when they actually start producing it. But again, that's a vehicle you can't, you can't be like the consumer and say, go from drawings to full production in two years. That thing has to be tested because the commercial customers oh, have a no. different... has to be right from the gate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's showing that Tesla is actually taking that to heart and actually engineering this thing and actually testing it to its limits. No, and Elon's pretty transparent about that. He said, look, you know, that thing, when we revealed it, you, you sort of have to remember that was at peak production hell. Mm-hmm. So it's everything true. in the company was being sucked into the model. Which is why everything else would push off to the sun. Yeah, so I think that, that added, I think the, the increased difficulty of, of streamlining Model 3 production added a, a year to the timeline, certainly, of, uh, of the semi and maybe a few other projects. And also, the semi is going to use so much of their uh, battery cell manufacturing well, yeah. capacity. Right. They so, need to get that ramped up correct. before they ramp up semi. It, it, exactly. And that's why it worries me a little bit when they've got all these other products coming out and they still haven't expanded the Gigafactory in Nevada yet. Yeah, they built one, built the Gigafactory phase one in China, but now they're actually building the shell for phase two, which is actually cell production mm-hmm. in China. Um, but they can't build the rest of these products without more more cells and more batteries. And I think it ties into what Tesla's going to be talking pretty soon about Battery Investor Day, where they're going to lay out and say, look, here's our new technology, and we're actually going to manufacture themselves ourselves. Maybe with a little bit of assistance from Panasonic, but actually we want to go for full vertical on that side. So, And wasn't there news recently that uh, Panasonic finally... Um, 
announced that they finally started to become profitable. Yes. yes with they with did. the battery cell mm-hmm. association with Tesla. Yes, mm-hmm. they did. Now I don't know what their capital expenditure was projected to be over so many years or whatever. The, but the fact that they've actually been able to do that essentially over the last what two years really of them making Model Three cells and stuff. So that's good, <laughs> which probably helped some of their stock and stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah. no doubt. Elon said that the stuff they're doing with the batteries that's going to be announced is going to blow everybody away. Like crazy. I, I, I hope so. And if you look at Tesla's technology compared to everybody else, and this is something that people have been talking about, that if you look at how far Tesla is, I mean, people say, oh, they're two or three years. I think Tesla's actually more like 10 years ahead oh, of yeah. everybody else Easy. in a lot of different ways. Well, I mean, even the engineer from Ford who did an Ask Me Anything recently on Reddit talking with the Mach-E, and he straight up said, yeah, Tesla's five years ahead as far as powertrain and battery technology mm-hmm. goes. That's straight out of his mouth. That was a pretty honest, bold statement from a yeah. guy that works for Ford. Well, you also have to remember, too, Tesla started with nothing. They don't have any baggage. Right. Right. All the other car manufacturers are struggling to build the first amount of cars that they announced because they're buying batteries from Samsung or LG, and they just don't have the capacity. Right. Right. So the way I look at it is if you're going to build electric cars, you've got to own that part of the technology just like they own engine manufacturing and R&D on engines, right? You can't just say, well, we'll just buy engines from somebody else, right? Because that jacks up your cost and you don't have any control over what's going on. You have to own that technology, which is something that Tesla understands. You know, well, we, we got to go vertical in that part. One by one, all the other OEMs are going to have that realization. I mean, Volkswagen is the first one really the first to look one. at it seriously and, and, and sort of start aligning themselves up in that direction to create their own battery. Production. But unless the other guys do it, now. they're just going to be compliance cars for the near future. Well, I think, I think they're, the, pro, the reason why a lot of them now are struggling or to even turn the switch on that is in part because they saw Tesla as a nobody when they first came out. <laughs> Not anymore. So they, they didn't see them as a threat. They thought they weren't viable. They figured they would at some point just collapse and crash and be gone. And then, you know, here comes another bygone re- uh, uh, automotive uh, uh, manufacturer. <laughs> what materialized, of course, is something entirely different, where Tesla proved all the naysayers wrong. They're now holding strong and, and, and certainly one of the more dominant automotive forces. They're now the second most uh, uh, affordable, or not affordable, um, valuable, valuable uh, uh, automotive uh, company, second to Toyota. They just recently surpassed Volkswagen, which is all the more impressive for those two. And, you know, they're, they're at a point where, you know, now legacy manufacturers are looking at them saying, crap we have to now compete with that we know they're a dominant force and even though we know in 2018 the last year of uh, numbers we had that roughly two percent of all new auto sales were electric vehicles we know that number is going to skyrocket very quickly the same s-curve rationale that elon mentioned before model 3 when that rolled out we're going to see the same changes now with electric cars across all the manufacturers and so we saw in new york city this week they announced that by 2040 all service utility vehicles in the city of new york are all going to be electric now that's certainly five years later than we're seeing some countries having fully uh, electric cars. Uh, I know overseas in Europe, I forgot mm-hmm. which country it was. They said by 2035, they're gonna have solely electric cars in the, in the country for, for auto sales. That's a big major change, not just for utilities, but like any passenger car will be electric. Mm-hmm. So we know those things are happening. And now these manufacturers, Porsche, Audi, uh, Jaguar, some of the luxury brands, but even now Toyota, Honda, and many others are all saying, we need to now be on that same playing field. We've always advocated in our show that we're fine with competition. I mean, I as a as a as a you know buyer of a product should have the freedom of choice of what I want. If I want to stay with a certain manufacturer, that's certainly my own choice. 
but if you at least have other options and you want to go electric, sure, there shouldn't just be two. I'd rather there be 200 yeah. that there's options to get. And so now that they're coming online, they're really seeing where the advancements that Tesla has from day one was always, we're not going to beat you with building the first electric car from the ground up that we designed. We're also going to beat you in technology. We're going to beat you in batteries. And right now, that's the two things that everyone else is having a hard time with, which is trying to get cars that have both the range capacity that Tesla has and also can do it where they can continually update the car so it stays on par with uh, with their competition. And that's yeah, there's not enough man yeah, there's not enough manufacturers that are putting an onus on software. And the software is such a yeah. an ace in the hole as far as Tesla's concerned. Well, combined with the charging network, because most no. of them are like, well, we want nothing to do with that. It's not our value work. But um, you know, if you talk to anybody who owns a Tesla, the two things that they love the most is you know the software updates and the supercharging network. That's yeah. what really you know makes all the difference in the world as far as those cars. So unless the manufacturers either partner with another company for the charging network and do some kind of not necessarily fund the build out, but you know give them some kind of here's an incentive: you buy a car, you get a certain amount of supercharging, or whatever the case may be, much like Tesla's doing in their program, right? But the software, God, that's such a that's such a game changer. Yeah, I mean. But you know what? <clears throat> the software is amazing, right? But one thing that Tesla has done that I have no clue, right? And, and most people don't have a clue yet. Uh, there are things that you don't think can be controlled by the software because they 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 never were, right? But when they build the 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 car initially, like they can make sure that everything could, could be talked to. Yes. Even though they did not have the features, like, I, I mean, I'm sure that Tesla can put a button on the screen to turn on the right, you know, dome light alone, for example. Oh, Everything is connected in, the, yeah. in those cars. Yeah. Like, you could do the light show that you can do on the Model X, if the, uh, on the Model 3, if they wanted. I'm pretty sure that they have full control Absolutely. of every sure single go piece of hardware that's well, on the car. I did not expect two months ago to be able to press a button on my steering wheel and say open glove compartment and the glove compartment opens. <laughs> like, that was pretty trippy the first time yeah. I did that. You know, like, you know, that, that's a uh, perfect example. Yeah. Free bacon. Um, that's right, baby. Back to the legacy automakers. I, I think the biggest struggle that they have is that, first of all, there's a dealership network. Yeah. Tesla's big advantage is that there aren't dealers. And uh, there's talk about should they, shouldn't they. Uh, but when you look at the legacy automakers and listening to Elon talk the other day about how legacy automakers make their money, they make their money on service. So the cars and break. inherently electric cars yeah. do not require as much service. Yeah. Uh, so how do you incentivize a dealer to sell a car that isn't going to make money for them? I walked into a Chevy dealer to look at a Bolt a while ago just for fun. Like, hey, show me the Bolt. I want to see this car. Hey, um, we want to show you this car over here. But I'm asking about the Bolt. Mm -hmm. That's tucked in the back. That's that's hidden. We don't even want to show it to you. So even if the legacy automakers make the cars, they also have to convince the dealers to sell the cars. That they're fighting within themselves, and mm -hmm. you know they've got their legacy customer base. So if they push them, then they're alienating their own customer base who's coming for that new BMW 3 Series or that new Audi A4 and. I want gas and you know I want a six speed and you can't have it anymore so they you, you said it really well it's it's hard to break into a new market but it's also easier to be brand new and have no baggage when you do mm -hmm. it and to be a dinosaur yeah. in the industry is really tough in an industry like this what also yeah. concerns me too is that um, and I'm gonna forget my language here but we don't have time to fuck around <laughs> um, no there was news came out this week that uh, scientists now think <laughs> climatologists now think that Antarctica uh, which had its warmest 
recorded temperature at this time of the year, I think it was like in the mid 60s, 64, like 64 65 Fahrenheit, um, where it's warmer in Antarctica and some other parts of the planet currently experiencing. It was colder winter. here in Florida this morning. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's wrong. And, that's not and right. yeah. if all of Antarctica melts, you're talking about 200 feet of sea level rise. That just erases how much of the landscape on Earth as we know it, right? So Tesla's main mission has always been about sustainable uh, solutions designed to, you know, such a combat climate change. And when legacy manufacturers are sort of keep pushing the deadline further and further away, they're part of the problem. Now, whether it's lobbyists, whether it's, uh, you know, certain government agencies, whatever the reasons are that they don't do it, if you're a consumer that walks into a lot for General Motors and you say, I want to get an electric car, and they try to deter you away from that, they're part of the problem. Now, whether they're complicit in it intentionally or otherwise, we are literally in a time zone, we're in a time now in society where we're seeing what's happening in Australia, which we mentioned earlier in the show. We, we know what's happening uh, across coastal communities where sea levels changing. Hell, we're here in South Florida. We see on a sunny day, even where it's not king tide, where Miami's underwater on a sunny day in the sunny isles. That's a known thing. Sweetwater, same thing. Um, we know that there are impoverished nations that don't have the resources we do that are dealing with this on a daily basis, and it's just a, it's a major problem. So to me, it's, it, it is incumbent on us as consumers to sort of tell people, well, if you don't get our money, then you're going to have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as more and more people put pressure on manufacturers of autom- automotive vehicles and everything else, we're going to really see it happen. Some companies now are saying we're going to have to make this change. Uh, but everything is contingent on we're going to do it 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when the rationale should be you should have done it 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, we're seeing Exxon stock plummet this week and Tesla is, was skyrocketing. That's not a mistake. That's actually the, the end result. change in the industry. Right. right. It's, it's the mindset that we're yeah. changing now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got guys like Jim Cramer who's just completely flipped. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's influential on investors, right? So. Yeah. Well, he said this week that um, uh, essentially all companies are now like tobacco. cigarettes. Tobacco. Yeah. Like <laughs> tobacco. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, let's see here. We've been going on now for the last uh, an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, any closing thoughts on uh, things that are going on that you want to throw in or not really? Kind of, sort of? I said everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this though. I do want to. I do want to thank Ian. Um, I've never done this yet. We we talk about the stuff you do for selling T-shirts uh, for the funds you raise for the organizations. Yeah. The work that you do to sell those shirts to help contribute funds to uh, and go ahead and name the organization so the audience knows that they don't know already. Well, here in the U.S., it would be Plug In America that benefits, uh, and back at home in Canada, we have two. There's um, well, an umbrella of different EV organizations under Electromobility Canada. So that we sort of take a rotating basis to give to different clubs across Canada. And then in my own home province, uh, part of it goes to LAVEC, l'Association de Véhicules Électriques de Québec. Say that five times fast. Yes, exactly. I won't try. So yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we sort of uh, split up. <clears throat> Pardon me, I'm being signaled off camera here. Better? Thank you. <laughs> so, Man goal 2.0. <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> Trevor will get rid of that in post. It's All okay. right. So, <laughs> it it post. never happens. He knows, he knows a lot. So. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, these are all organizations I think are doing tremendous work, uh, especially, you know, my, my homeboys uh, and homegirls at, at LAVEC because I've participated. They do a lot of ride and drives, very similar to the, a lot of the other clubs all across North America. And they're doing tremendous work, you know, to introduce 
people to, to EVs. And I think it's so critical, exactly for the reasons we just talked about, that you know, traditional car dealers are ill-equipped. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have the experience. In some cases, they certainly have no interest in, in demonstrating the advantages to EVs. And in my home province, where we have 100% renewable power, to me, it's like criminal that more people aren't you know, taking EVs seriously and, and, and looking into them. Thank God we have really good incentives now, and it's really taking off. But it's, it's work by these volunteers who spend so much of their time just you know, letting people drive their cars and talk about them. So to me, it was a really important thing. And that was just a weird offshoot of, of the whole tent thing. You know, I was like, well, let's take this strange little graphic off the shirt and see if we can sell a few of them. And here we are mm-hmm. hundreds later. I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed by the response. So to me, but yeah, I wanted to at least mention that because um, for two reasons. One is for those organizations to get any contribution certainly helps them fulfill their mission to do what they, what they do. But secondly, you mentioned earlier about your story, your backstory, how you came to get into electric vehicles. So to go from being a motorhead in every sense of the term to now being all in on electric vehicles and now find organizations that help convert people who were like you once before into EV ownership is a big thing. So, um, you know, you, obviously there's a lot of causes you could all fight for, but it's nice that you're, you're giving contributions to all three of those organizations. So I just wanted to commend you on doing that for the time you've been doing Thanks, it. man. That's very kind of you. Sir. You're very welcome. Jack well, since Ian's uh, on the end, uh, well, actually, let's start over here with Nate. Where can people He's find you? He's been so talkative the whole I know, time. I know, I know. You know what? i got to give it a Shut the hell up, man. <laughs> you guys are too, doing pretty good, so. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Nate underscore McComb. Um, on Instagram, Nate.McComb. Uh, GitHub, Nate.McComb. Google Nate.McComb. <laughs> <laughs> TeslaCamViewer.com. Yep, yeah, TeslaCamViewer.com. You'll find me. If you if you search for the hashtag Purple Model 3, you're yep. getting this guy yeah. too. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. So, He's yeah. also a cone. McComb. He's also a cone. Okay. We're going to, you know. <laughs> it's McComb and CCOMB. There you uh, go. Cone? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Rafael? Where can people find you? Easy. Teslatino on YouTube and on Twitter. Oh. And, what's, and what's Nancy's handle? T-S-L-A-T-N-A. That's Latino. There you, go. you gotta give a shout out to you. Yes. That's right. It's the stock symbol for Tesla. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Eric, how about you? You guys can find me on, uh, if you've heard of it, there's a social media website called Twitter. Uh, it's, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ECFIX, E-C-F-I-X. Uh, if you ever want to use my referral code, because, <laughs> again, we're all happy to do that, um, there will be links in the description for this podcast. I'm sure Trevor will handle that. There's, I don't know, 14 of us, so good luck trying to pick one of them. Um, I don't have uh, even close to getting one Roadster. Uh, I think Trevor is getting nine. So feel free to use my uh, referral code if you can. Um, but, yeah, thanks so much. And for the four of you who took delivery last year, uh, congratulations. If you get a referral code this year, you can either get um, money off towards your solar installation, which is really a big push now for Tesla. Mm-hmm. They're really ramping up on solar. You can also get 1,000 free supercharger miles for your Tesla, which is a great way to start off a road trip when you take risk. He's taken like 50,000 miles in road trips already this year. So, I'm sorry, not this year, last year. And so much so he had to get a new car because of it. But, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. How about Brad? you, Brad? Where can people All right. find you? I'm Brad Garcia on Twitter, and I'm also Garsh on Tesla Owners Online. And I'm planning a road trip for April, so if someone wants to use my referral code, I could use the free supercharger. Hook <laughs> <laughs> the man up. Hook the man up. Ian, you're on the end there. Where can people find you? So on Twitter, um, at Ian Pavelko. Um, the nickname's Matt Hungary, but the actual address is Ian Pavelko. Uh, Tesla Owners Online, you can find me on the handle <laughs> Mad Hungarian. 
you've had any weird, weird entire questions, I'm happy to help you out there. And finally, if you're looking for one of the t-shirts we are just talking about, you can go to Teespring, T-E-E Spring, all one word, dot com, and look up Mad Hungarians Evolve Wear. Just put that in a little search bar, you'll find my little store, and you'll see all the different shirt designs. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Mr. Bodner? All right. Well, keep it simple. You can find me at TeslaTunity on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and my favorite is Twitter. What, so, no Snapchat? No, no Snapchat. <laughs> TikTok, no TikTok. TikTok. Uh, <laughs> that's where I stay. There's way too many. Twitter and YouTube. I'm trying the Instagram thing. I don't know. And of course, Sofla Model 3 on Tesla Owners Online. Awesome. And thank you for Michael's work because he's also another moderator who does fantastic work. Thank you. Golf clap, golf clap. Yes. Well, I guess that leaves me. You can follow me on Twitter. The handle's Model 3 Owners, but look for Tesla Owners Online. You can find us on YouTube. Obviously, you can subscribe to our channel. And don't forget the forum, teslaownersonline.com. Best place to discuss all things Tesla. We also have an Instagram account, but I don't post there very much. Very often, I tend to put my cat pictures on there. So, oh, what's uh, what's Nutmeg's Instagram? Account? Nutmeg is uh, Royal Highness Nutmeg. Actually, you can follow him on on Instagram. People he, might, been... he, might, he might end up with more followers than you. Probably, probably, prob probably. But yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the end of the show, and I want to bring in the ladies here for a moment here we're because not, we're not quite done yet, Mr. Page. Oh, okay. I think the oh. ladies have a little something sexual oh, going on here. Oh, boy. Ladies, come with me, ladies. Come on. <laughs> I just want to wish you a happy birthday. It's a oh. bit early, but you're with your friends. Oh, brownies. And all of my friends. Come on into the shot, ladies. <laughs> over here, over here in front of the table so everybody can see them. Come on, everybody in. Here we go, here we go. Shall we this sing it? Beverly. I guess we can sing it. This Tracy, Beverly. <laughs> no, they can't see you, ladies. Come on, up front, up front, up front. Come, 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 come. <laughs> so, this is Trevor's wife. Yeah, this is Barry. That is my future wife. <laughs> We've got over there on the arm of the couch, we got his wife. That's Nancy. And then we got Bridge right in the front, which is Ian's wife. So, yeah. the ladies are all here. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Trevor. Oh, fart. Happy birthday to you. Roadster next week. Roadster next week. <laughs> you can't say it out loud. Oh, God. All right. 2021. No. That's all right. We're good to go. Yay. Yay. All right, folks. That's it. Thanks for watching the show. We'll guys, see you guys again soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Good night. The power stayed on. Yeah, the power stayed on. Hey. Well, for one, for one camera. Yeah. Uh.